Just because we're bereaved doesn't make us a bunch of saps. Yeah, yeah. Hold up, what? We rolling deep, don't sleep. In the streets, bringing heat, making beats. Bass heavy, dropping bombs, hit them hard. On the mic, spitting bars, we the stars. Hold up, what? What? 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 Podcast flow. Straight from the underground, words profound. Turn up the sound, get down. We out here, no fear. Breaking through the atmosphere. Hold up, what? Ain't nobody do it like us, yeah. Hold up, what? What? 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 Hold up, what? Episode number 105 on today, Monday, January 16th, 2024, the year of our Lord. Day 51 with no alcohol and day 16 on the ketogenic diet. We are staying strong on both of those. And we're coming to you today on a snow day, the rare snow day. I haven't had a snow day in, let's just say, since like high school, I think. It was the last time they canceled some. Actually, no, I worked at the post office. There was one day that I just said, fuck it. I didn't go into work because... The post office, their whole slogan was rain, sleet, snow. I think they got rid of that. I don't know if it still does or doesn't have that as their tagline. And if you didn't deliver in the snow, they were like, well, you're fucking lying. So, and this was also around the same time that we took over Amazon packages. And uh, Amazon was very strict on us delivering the packages no matter what. They were paying the USPS a shitload of money. So we had to go out there and deliver those packages. They didn't care about the mail at all. They were just like, you have to deliver those Amazon packages. And it snowed a lot that year. Uh, it was 2015, 2014. 2015, I think, was my last winter doing um, being a male person, a mailman, as we called it back in my day. And I, I was up in uh, Rocky Point, Long Island. So for those of you, it sounds exactly what it, it's like in the name. It's hilly, a lot of weird turns, a lot of houses just stacked in as close as possible because it's considered like shorefront property because it's on the North Shore. And again, it's all hilly and rocky and shit from, I guess, the formation of Long Island from like glaciers and whatnot. Um, and it's expensive. So they just... They pack in as many fucking houses as possible. It's all up on hills and turns. So imagine driving a mail truck that weighs like maybe, I don't know, 500 pounds or so. It's a fucking fan engine. It's like an 80 horsepower little lawnmower engine in there. The truck doesn't weigh a damn thing. Hasn't been serviced or anything in three decades. So you're just sliding around. I got stuck once. I was going up a hill. And I'm like, I'm not going to make this. I have to gun it. So I gunned it up the hill, got all the way to the top. Tires started to spin. I fucking hammered. I was like, there's nothing I could do. All I could do is hammer the gas. Hammered it. I was already sliding backwards at that point. And there's no rear view mirror on these things. You know, there's no back window. So I had no idea where I was going, what was behind me. I slid onto some dude's front lawn about 50 feet down a hill. Didn't flip or anything, but I was like, I'm fucking stuck. Like, had to call my boss. Um, They were like, oh, it's going to be about two hours for a tow truck to come out there. Like, well, this sucks. Like, it, what am I supposed to do? So in that situation, what they do is they take a um, second truck to the area and then you unload your truck into that truck the person that came to drop off the truck stays with that truck usually a supervisor or manager type stays with the truck and you continue along your route so i'm sitting there and then sitting there in this fucking truck and they couldn't even drive out to get me because the loaner truck that they had 
was going out to somebody else who got stuck. So I'm sitting there. It's freezing cold. And thank God these things had heat that ran off the engine. So it wasn't too cold in the truck. It's just miserable. And I'm sitting on some guy's front lawn. A pizza delivery kid came and he had it like a Dodge Ram, like massive truck for some reason. I don't know why he's delivering pizzas in this big ass truck, but he had a winch, hooked it up, pulled me out, and I continued on my route. Since that point, I'm like, I'm never coming into work during a snow day. I told my supervisor that, and they're like, you have to. Like, it's mandatory. You have to make an attempt to come in. I'm like, all right. And all I heard there was, I'm going to pull out of my driveway and pull back in. So every snow day from then on, I would pull out of my driveway and pull back in. Unless it was just like flurries. If it was anything more than six inches, I wasn't going to do it. Because you get stuck out there, then you got to drive home, and the drive home sucks. Um, it happened. I, got, I was driving home once, and it started to snow. It was that bomb snowstorm. Everyone's cars got stuck. I got home. It takes me about 25 minutes. The 25 minute drive it used to take me to get home. And it took about 45 minutes and I barely made it. My brother got stuck in the snow and he was about 10 minutes behind me coming from the same direction. But yeah, ever since then, that was the last time I've used a snow day or the snow has caused me to use a snow day. And then before that, it was like high school, maybe college. Doubt it though. But yeah, but so today, I mean, I don't know where I was going with that. Today was a snow day. They knew this snow was coming and they were like, all right, two hour, two hour delay, depending on how the roads are. And then, you know, we'll go from there. And then that two hour delay quickly turned into just stay home because there's a sheet of ice under the snow. So apparently what happened is and I'm a, I used to be a weather person. The first snow that hit fell snow, it stuck and then it turned to sleet and then snow and then overnight it sleeted and then snowed a lot. So it looked like fresh powder. But under that powder was a nice sheet of ice, about three or four inches thick. Like, and it was packed. Like, the more you stepped on it, the pack, the more packed it got, and the more slippery it got. So, I guess people were driving into work, and they're like, "Wait a minute, this isn't just snow. This is ice we're driving on. Like, there's no concrete under the ice I'm driving on." Uh, so they were like, "Fuck that. Just stay home. Check your email if you can. If not, because we weren't prepared to work from home. Like, we didn't know this storm was going to be as bad as it was until this morning. So no one really brought their um, laptops or anything home to work from home. But they're like." If you can check your email, that's great. Um, if you have to go in, then you can brave it, but you're not mandated to come in. So I'm like, oh, that's not bad. And then, um, yeah, just kind of, I answered my email because I'm responsible. I hate falling behind. And we have a we have a new kid in the office. We have four new kids, like I said on the last week's podcast. Um, and this new kid, he is he's from Hawaii, and he's never seen snow before. So he's definitely never been in cold weather like this or seen snow. So he's like, he just bought a brand new car, not a brand new car. He bought a new car. He bought his first car. It's like a used, I don't know, it's like 10 years old or something, little beater, you know? And um, he's like, do I have to get snow chains? And we're busting his balls in the chat. But he was like legitimately asking us, like, do I have to go buy snow chains? Like he didn't, he honestly thought we were, we were, we were being serious. We're like, oh yeah, go to the store and buy them. So he's like, what store sells them? And like, he jokes around a lot. So we were like, yeah, just go down the road, man. It'll be fine. He's like, how am I supposed to get there? We're like, call a taxi. And he's like, you have a taxi's number and all this stuff. I'm like, wait a minute. We're fucking with you. You don't need snow chains. You don't need snow tires. Just don't drive. Like if you have to drive extremely slow, do like five, 10 miles an hour, build that into wherever you're going. Like, Hey, if you, cause he lives on base and his dorm room is right next to where we work. So I'm like, where the fuck are you going anyway? But if you have to, if you want to go to Seven Eleven or something off base, drive 15 miles an hour, just go there and back because you might run into a road that's not plowed yet, or that's a little more icier, something. I was like, just go there and back. Don't like dilly dally. And he's like, it's really that bad drive. He was like all nervous. I'm like, just don't do it. Like, <laughs> it's not that, uh, it's not that serious, but they've had the, um, since this base is obviously in New Jersey and it snows here all the time and they're used to doing it, they had about 12 snow plows ready to go 
and salt trucks ready to go. They've had that since like December. So I'm like, the, ba- the base is going to be fine. It's just the roads outside of base that are going to be hectic. We had snow plows coming up and down our streets, but everything turned into a big puddle and it floods a lot. So everything's going to turn to ice. It's supposed to get like 15 degrees tonight. So that's going to be fun in the morning. Can't wait. Looking forward to that. But we have a couple stories we're going to touch on today. And I know I've been beating a, not even a dead horse, just beating a horse, I guess. Beating off a horse? Whoa. <laughs> Take it easy. But this guy, Elon Musk, he's always doing something. And we're going to get into what he just did today. That is just a... It's just wild. Like, I don't know. I don't know if you guys get it yet. This guy's like kind of sketchy. You know, he is the richest guy. It doesn't make him the smartest guy, but he's a little sketchy. And we're going to get into that. And then we're going to touch on a touchy, touch on a touchy subject, touch on a sensitive subject of how close we are to a vaccine for breast cancer. <laughs> very odd, very odd topic, I'll admit. But I did find um, there was a TikTok that had like 15 stories that no one's paying attention to. And this was one of the ones. It was, are we close to a vaccine for breast cancer? And apparently we are. Apparently there's it's well, there's a lot of cancers that were borderline almost about to be able to cure. But I think breast cancer is the only one so far that you can just get a vaccine. You won't get breast cancer. We're going to look into that. So Elon Musk, this guy, right? So Tesla had their shareholders meeting and... Um, it didn't go as planned for Elon Musk. So obviously, you know that he bought Twitter, changed the name to X. And in order to do that, he had to put up collateral in the form of his Tesla shares up to $44 billion. So that's the whole context of what's going on here. So with his compensation package, because they it's a publicly traded company and or Tesla is a publicly traded company, they have to divulge, inform the shareholders where the money's going, who's getting what, all this stuff. So being the CEO, the board comes up with a compensation package for it. He went from 25% ownership down to 15 in this last compensation package, right? Which obviously he gets a smaller piece of the pie, which means he has a smaller voice in the room. That means the board has more control, which he's not a fan of. But the board pointed out, asshole, you spent a shitload of money on, you spent a lot of your Tesla stock last year on buying Twitter, now X. So why would we give you more money to do something stupid? Because let's be honest, him tweeting does not make Tesla look good. When he's tweeting anti-Semitic stuff, he's agreeing with the conservative crowd that is like anti-electric car. You know what I mean? Like they're like the conservative, hard right people, QAnon types that he's going with. When Tesla is an environmental technology company, right? They invented the electric car and whatever you want to call it, it did lower emissions while you drive the car. The battery is terrible for the environment. But let's just say you buy into it, which people on the board and people that invest into Tesla are like, it's a green company. We have to buy into it. But since you spend all this money on X and we see you agreeing with the people that don't like us, we're going to take, you're going to have less of a say in what you can do with Tesla because they want to protect the company. He did not take kindly to this, obviously. So what does he do? Goes to X, goes to Twitter. He puts out a tweet saying that he's uncomfortable, the exact tweet, and I quote, I am uncomfortable growing Tesla to be a leader in AI and robotics without having 25% voting control. Enough to be influential, but not so much that I can't be overturned. Unless that, unless that is the case, I would prefer to build products outside of Tesla. You don't seem to understand that Tesla is not one startup, but a dozen. Simply look at the delta between what Tesla does and GM. As for stock ownership itself being enough motivation, Fidelity and other own similar stakes to me. Why don't they show up for work? 
I should note that Tesla that the Tesla board is great. The reason for no new compensation plan is that we are still waiting for a decision in my Delaware compensation case. The trial for that was held in 2022, but a verdict has not been made. I put compensation plan in quotes because from my standpoint, this is primarily about ensuring the right amount of voting influence at Tesla. If I have 25%, it means that I am influential, but can be overridden if twice as many shareholders vote against me. Versus for me, at 15% or lower, the for slash against ratio ratio to override me makes a takeover by dubious interests too easy. I would be fine with a dual class voting structure to achieve this, but I'm told it is impossible to achieve this post IPO in Delaware. So he puts this out on Twitter, right? And what he's basically saying is he wants 25% so he can have more control over the board, more control where the company goes, and he doesn't have to answer to anybody. With 15%, He's got to convince more people to be on his side, which if you're on a board, if anyone who's seen succession, this is a process. You know, these are rich people. They don't need you to succeed. They'll make more money if you stick around, but they're not going to, their careers aren't over if they vote one way or another. This isn't like, oh, I need you to, they're not riding coattails. They are the coat in this situation. So the writing's on the wall. The board is already saying, fuck you, dude. Like, we don't want you making this stupid Cybertruck anymore. And this is this probably does stem from the Cybertruck, them not getting out a twenty a $25,000 Tesla model, like a cheap version that everyone can buy. And now it's all coming out from whistleblowers and investigations. Like, these Teslas aren't that safe, and they're built kind of shitty, and they blow up. They light on fire and the lithium batteries fires are impossible to put out and like a regular fire truck isn't prepared to put out a lithium fire so they have to call in special trucks and all this stuff like it's a whole thing and the fsd hasn't been out or it's not out it actually you know that the recall was to get rid of it off the cars completely so there's a lot of stuff going on not just the cyber truck which is going to be a disaster it's like a whole trend of things but he's not looking at that he's looking at this is my company you can't do this but the board can do whatever it wants really at the end of the day if they have enough people on their side they can do whatever they want they can oust them if they want to so he's tweeting this right and then the stock decides to take a shit this morning down roughly 12 percent down to about 212 per share and the stock market or his or tesla's stock has been down about 15 percent since the beginning of the year and it's only january 16th so the reason he hasn't been ousted yet then i'm going to wrap it up with this is because he has his mom brother and or his brother cousin and brother-in-law on the board so right there that's four people that are in his favor including himself so there you have it all i'm saying is this guy's kind of sketchy the board's picking up on it that's why they're not giving him more control they're taking some away i believe if you asked every one of them in privately off the record they would probably say they don't want this guy in charge anymore this company can do better than a piece of shit cyber truck which side note here i'm like I said, I'm wrapping it up. The Cybertruck has to be washed. Tesla itself put it this out to the customers that own Cybertrucks. And only a handful of them have been delivered yet. And the ones that have been delivered come with a manual that you can't find online. You can only find it if they give it to you. And it says in there, you need to wash it immediately, not let it sit for a month and then get a car wash. They said from the time you get home after driving it, either through snow, dirt, any kind of substance that's on it, get rid of it because the pH level in it is going to make it rust because they didn't put a clear coat on the goddamn thing. Now, clear coat is on every car for like the last 20 years or so. What clear coat does is protect the fucking car. You don't even need to do... Back in the day, you used to have to wax the cars, right? And you could still wax your car, but you don't need to because clear coat solves that problem. You just get a good wash on it and you're good. That's why scratches don't really happen as often as they used to because it's not just raw metal you're scratching. You're scratching the clear coat. And then to fill it in, you clear coat the fill-in. 
it's it's not that hard unless you get a real deep scratch. That's the whole other issue. Genius Boy didn't put clear coat on the stainless steel because it has to be an all-terrain, all-whatever vehicle. However, there's a shitload of salt just on the roads in general, in the atmosphere. Hint, hint, the oceans that evaporate, salt. And then if you go anywhere that has snow, they salt the roads. So there's a good amount of salt. And that's just one corrosive substance. That's not counting all the other shit that's in the air and then all over the place. So they tell you you need to wash it immediately. So imagine getting an all-terrain truck that's, or this is sold to you as an all-terrain truck. It, it's in, it can survive a war. It can, can survive everywhere. and It'll never fail you. And it'll blow through anything it touches, all this and that. It'll run out of battery well below what it's supposed to. If it's cold out, it's definitely going to run out of battery about half the time than it should. And then you're like, oh, I just drove through hellfire and brimstone to get back to my fiance. But hold on, let me wash my truck because I'm going to wake up and it's going to be rusty in the morning. Like, get out of here, man. What a piece of shit that thing's going to be. I can't wait two or three years from now when people are taking pictures and sending them in of their cyber trucks rusting. That is going to be fucking awesome because that shit doesn't happen to cars anymore. Cars just don't rust. Like it just doesn't happen anymore. But this piece of shit that you're going to spend 100, 120 grand on is going to rust in two years because genius over there didn't put a clear coat on it. Whatever. We're moving on. We got bigger fish to fry. The Cleveland Clinic funded by the U.S. Department of Defense, the DOD, is conducting brown great, a brown, gr- brown breaking, <laughs> groundbreaking study on a vaccine aimed at preventing triple negative breast cancer, TNBC. This aggressive and lethal form of breast cancer currently lacks effective treatments and disproportionately affects certain populations, such as black women and those with BRCA1 gene mutations. The vaccine targets A. lactalbumin, a protein present in the majority of TNBCs, but absent in normal aging tissues post-lactation. It's designed to provoke an immune response against emerging breast tumors expressing this protein. Early trial phases show promising results with significant immune responses observed in participants. These studies include patients who have completed treatment for early stage TNBC and are at high risk of recurrence, as well as individuals at high risk for developing breast cancer who opt for prophylactic mastectomy. Mastectomy. Damn it, I had it. I had every word in there right. I fucking read that before and I'm like, I'm going to nail every one of these fucking hard words. I got caught up on mastectomy. Damn it. Anyway, not to make it about myself, but bottom line here, preventative breast cancer vaccine targeting a specific protein associated with triple negative breast cancer is in advanced stages of research and showing encouraging results in eliciting immune responses against potential breast cancer cells. So we're on the borderline of curing this breast cancer, which if you can cure one cancer, you're going to be able to cure a lot more of them over time because not that all cancer is the same, but if you can narrow down how does how this all forms, we're in, we're going to be in good shape to get rid of a lot more cancers as we go forward. And thank fucking Christ, I've never had anyone in my family affected by cancer, but I've seen other people that I know affected by it and it's fucking disaster. It's the saddest thing in the world. And it's one of those things you just get. It's not like someone sneezed on you and they gave you cancer. Like you could be a healthy individual. You can be an athlete, whatever. And then you're like, you have cancer. It's like, what the fuck? You did everything right. And then you see someone that's like 94 years old. They smoke a pack a day and they're breathing fine. So that's what I mean. Cancer just sucks all around. Should make a t-shirt. Cancer sucks all around. That's actually a good one. Might put that up on the store one day once we get the store off the ground. Look forward to that. But we've been kicking cancer's ass since in the last 10 years. I know it still affects people. People are still dying from shit. But with how fast 
and how far we've come, like the strides we're making, especially now we have AI on our side and we're working towards these cures and we're we're right there. You know what I mean? Like we're almost there where it's like we can almost you can almost survive every cancer. Of course, there's cancers that are crazy, especially if they go undetected. But if you catch cancer early, you have a better chance of surviving almost any cancer you find. So in the past decade, significant strides have been made in cancer research, leading to a continuous decline in the overall cancer death rate. The key advancements include precision medicine, immunotherapy, metastasis, metastasis, damn it, metastasis understanding, and cancer prevalence. Treatments are increasing tailored to individual genetic profiles, especially in cancers like lung cancer. The development of new immunotherapies have revolutionized cancer treatment, particularly, let myself down on that one, particularly for cancers previously considered untreatable. Greater insight into how cancer cells interact with their microenvironment, aiding in the development of treatments to prevent cancer spread. There were about, there were about 18.1 million cancer survivors in the U.S. in 2022, with projections increasing to 26 million by 2040. The overall cancer death rate in the United States has seen a steady decline since the early 1990s. For instance, from 2001 to 2017, death rates decreased by 1.8% per year among men and 1.4 among women. This decline mortality coupled with the rise in the number of cancer survivors indicates significant progress in cancer treatment and diagnosis, despite the challenges posed by factors like obesity and an aging population. Now I'm going to bottom line it for you. The bottom line, over the last decade, advancements in cancer research and treatment, particularly, particularly, man, I got to learn how to say that word, particularly in precision medicine and immunotherapy have led to a significant decrease in cancer mortality and an increase in the number of cancer survivors. So I know cancer is like a sore subject. I remember I was terrified of cancer when I was a kid. I thought you'd get cancer like it just seemed like it was around. And I have an image of what cancer is in my head. I just picture like a brown mold. I don't know why. It just sounds like it would be a brown mold. Because I think of cancer, I think smoke. Because I feel like people that smoke get lung cancer. But like I just said earlier... You can, I know people or I've known people that smoke packs a day until they're 95, nothing. And then you get someone that's maybe smoked a couple joints back in their college days and they're like a healthy person and they get cancer at like 38. It's like, oh, well, what the hell? Or you just develop brain cancer. Like, that sucks. I mean, any cancer really sucks. I wouldn't say one's better than the other, but there's some that really suck. Colon cancer. That's fucking terrible. Which reminds me, I gotta get my colon checked out. I think I'm 35, right? Isn't 35 when you're supposed to get it cut, checked out? Isn't that a thing? Is there a way they can do it without, you know, shoving their finger up your ass? <laughs> I don't know. Someone get back to me on that. Um, I think there is. I think there's a way they can do it without uh, going up there. I think. Not sure. Um, but thankfully, like I said, no one in my family, there's not a cancer um, lineage in our family. So blessed for that. Um, but yeah, we're going to get out of here. Um, stock market took a dump today. Uh, just bad news all around. Like I said, I don't really pay too much attention to it into the numbers. I'm not getting into the nitty gritty. I look at it. Did it go up or did it go down? Am I in the red or am I in the fucking green when I open up the app? And today I'm in the red, only down 0.62%. Not terrible, but if it was plus 6.2, it would be great. So with that, we're going to head we're going to head out. Again, if you're interested in the stock market, interested in what's going on with the stocks, don't forget to follow me on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and on Twitch at DBK underscore TTV. And I'll leave my Robinhood link at the bottom of my Substack. Hold up what.substack.com is where you can find that. So hopefully everyone has a good week. If you're up in the north where it's snowing or across the entire country besides Florida, where it's frozen, icy, dry, nasty, stay safe, stay woke.
Hold up, what? What? 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 Hold up.